2017 continued. The second title is, uh, uh, hallelujah, make 2017 great. I thought I just, that just came up in my spirit. You know, that's been kind of going around, uh, make America great again. It's been going around and I saw a little t-shirt that said, make Alabama great again, build a wall. And it had Auburn, a wall builder. <laughs> Auburn. I laughed. I mean, I didn't really want to but, or nothing, but I did laugh when I saw it. And I'm thinking, how do these people think of these things? People are clever, you know. Uh, so, uh, but what came up in my heart about this message is make 2017 great. And so that's what we've been kind of working on for two weeks. This is the third week. It'll be the last tonight. So we're going to get going. And so I'm just going to review two or three things. Uh, number one, we talked about forgetting the past, Philippians 3.13. Everybody understands that we you can't operate in the past and move forward. So let's go on to number two. Number two is don't try to figure out why uh, the things of the past or why did this happen to me because it's futile. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's futile also. It's futile to ask why. It's futile to to dwell on why did this happen to me but another thing that's futile is to dwell on is to ask how you have visions you have dreams and for you to or maybe even God spoke to some you spoke something to you through a prophet or the man of God the woman of God you got a word from the Lord or maybe you just got it reading your Bible and for you to ask how is futile because you're not going to know how, and God's not going to tell you how, but I'm going to tell you how in just a minute. And But you're not going to know how, so quit asking how. I added that to it because the Holy Ghost showed it to me. The Revival Study Bible says this. It says, Revival of intimacy is best compared to running a race, pursuing a prize. Past successes, failures, experiences, good and bad, are left behind when one presses toward the goal of revived relationship. So you do have to leave the past behind, both good and bad. Number three, and this is gonna this answers the how question. How am I gonna do what God told me to do? How am I going to accomplish the vision that He has given me? And it's number three, and we've already talked about it a little bit, is obey daily. You don't have to know how when you just obey daily. Everything, when God tells you to do something, you obey. Every day you obey. Every, you just keep obeying, keep living the life. You don't even know how. Have to know how. You just obey daily. And um, obeying is the key to moving forward. And it's also the key to untangling any messes of our past. Because sometimes we other people get their lives real scrambled up. And, uh, you know, and... Only God can fix sometimes what we do to our lives, the messes we get in, the problems we have. So, But daily obedience is the key to unscrambling all that. Uh, number four, we talked about this, don't live by natural bread. Matthew 4, 4. Remember we read that, man shall not live by bread alone. That's natural bread, but by every word uh, that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I have something to read to you on that. Hallelujah. From the numerical Bible. How many of you have a numerical Bible? I think that's the one Bible we don't have. 
<laughs> okay. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That is actually rhema, by every rhema that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, revealed word. What a sustenance of the true life within us to be thus, day by day, receiving the messages of his will, guided by that wondrous voice, learning continually more the tenderness of his love for us. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learner. That's Isaiah 50 verse 4. We read that last week. This is the utterance prophetically of the Lord himself. How blessed to be able to make it our own and thus to have the fulfillment of those words. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way in which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. Psalm 32, 8. He who, walking with God, waits upon God, what shall ensnare him? What enemies shall prevail against him? So we have a great privilege to uh, daily walk with the Lord, daily listen to him, daily obey him. Hallelujah. And to not live by natural bread. So uh, don't live by natural bread. Feelings. Don't live by feelings. Don't live by natural conditions. Uh you know, none of that stuff. Everything's subject to change, isn't it? Hallelujah. The way it looks today may look totally different tomorrow. Somebody said, uh, I've heard the sermon many times, this sermon title, uh, Joseph went from the pit to the palace in one day. And so uh, everything can change in the twinkling of an eye. The Holy Ghost can mash the... Uh, the uh, detonator hallelujah and a holy ghost explosion of of whatever i i can't tell you what it is hallelujah okay number uh five and we talked about this extensively last week pray out the plan and will of god by praying the scriptures and i gave you a whole bunch of those scriptures but here i'm going to give you two more psalm 119 no 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 you know, the, that's the longest book in the Bible, Psalm, Psalm 119. And verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the, the, the bare, very best way to get the will of God, and, and you know there's no explaining how it happens, but as we, as we pray the Scriptures, as we uh, meditate on the Scriptures and put the Word of God in our life, Somehow the will of God becomes known to us. The, the daily thing that we're supposed to do. The step for that day. And the other verse I would give you is Colossians 3.15. I could give you a bunch. I could give you Psalm 37 where it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's one of my favorite actually. Uh, Colossians 3.15. Colossians 3 is just rich. Um 3.15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. The peace of God is how we know the will of God. The peace of God is the umpire, someone said, the umpire. He, the peace of God, if there's no peace there, it's not God. The peace of God. If we have peace. Uh, I heard someone on, this was a TV show. It wasn't even something spiritual. But I heard this man say, uh, somebody asked him, why did you make that decision? And he said, my gut. 
which, you know, that's what the world would say. He said, my gut. And he says, it seems like when you make when you're when you're making the right decision you don't have to keep con- convincing yourself you don't have to keep working at convincing yourself this is what i'm supposed to do this is what i'm or i really ought to do this or everybody wants me to do this or those kind of things you don't have to keep convincing yourself uh in the will of god so pray out the plan of god number six and this is kind of new uh not new to you but I hadn't talked about it this in this series. Receive daily nourishment. It is so important for you to have spiritual nutrition. Sometimes we have better, uh, you know, maybe we don't even have the best uh, physical nutrition, but uh, it is most of the time better than most people's spiritual nutrition. Uh, uh, Brother Hagen used to say, uh, what would he? What he used to say? Uh, go to church once a week and get one cold snack or one cold snack a week and some, or something like that. Well, you don't get a cold snack, and you're here on Wednesday. You're get you get two hot meals a week, but you need daily nutrition. You need to uh, Matthew six eleven. Uh, Jesus told us in the the Lord's prayer, He told us to pray for it. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, maybe he was talking about that praying for your food. And there are times in your life when you have to pray for physical food. But but I tell you what, it, you always need to also pray for yourself. God, give me the daily bread that I need. The daily bread of healing. Healing is the children's bread. That's health. When you are healed before you need to be healed, you are you're just healed daily. And the daily bread of, of the Word, the Word of God is bread. And so God ordering our steps in the Word. The Lord, uh, God, th- so this daily nutrition, you need it. And so make sure you get it. 2017, to make 2017 great, you'll, you need daily nutrition. You're going to have to have it. Numbers, and this, I'm not preaching at you, and this is the stuff you ought to do. This is the stuff God ministered to me for me. And so, uh, anything here, I, I, I've got to have it. I need it. And the Lord, and number seven, change your expectation. Steve Sampson said for us to live in expectation. And Psalm 62, 5, we looked at this scripture, I believe, or maybe we just talked about it, but Psalm 62, 5. I'm going to go into this a little deeper, but it says, My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. We need to change our expectation that way. We need to make a shift and put all of our expectation on God and take all of your, every expectation you have in people, take it off. Keith Moore used to say this. He said, expect everything from God. Don't expect anything from people, but be thankful for everything you get. Don't expect anything from people, but be thankful for everything you get. I think the things that have uh, been a problem in my life the most was things I expected from people instead of expecting from God. And when I got my expectation in areas off of people and on to God, 
I found I got really happy. But it's easy to slip out of that. And I think in 2016, I got to expecting things from people. And uh, we talked about this, how there are no 100% people. And uh, I read this somewhere, and I'm not saying this is the hard and fast figure, but they said if your relationship is 60% good, then count it good. If it's 60%, and I realized that I had a lot of times put a 100% expectation on people, and nobody but Jesus could have lived up to it. And it made them frustrated, and it made me frustrated too. And so it's a recipe to live in frustration when you put your expectation on people there or your job. You know, if you're expecting a 100% job, the perfect job, then you are going to be sadly disappointed. If you've got a 60% job, then run around the room right now. And thank God that you got 60%. You know, it's the same with church. If it's 60% positive, hallelujah, praise God. Now, I hope we can raise that and be better than 60%. I'm not telling us to settle for settle for 60%. But I am telling us to get our expectation on God. And I am saying, uh, it's setting unrealistic expectations for anything... I heard somebody say this recently. It says, when you leave the church you're in, you're going to take your old bad self with you. <laughs> so you might as well just stay and grow and mature. And, uh, and I thought, boy, isn't that the truth? Hallelujah. Um, hadn't ever thought of that before just like that. Um, and too many times when something's not perfect or it's just uh, 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 we abandon it. And you know, a lot of times, I think people leave a 75% church and go to one that's only 60. Or they leave a 75% job and go to one that's only 60. Uh, we need to start counting our blessings and uh, take, so, take the pressure that we have on people to be perfect. I can't love you unless you're 100%. If you, unless you do everything I like every time you, I like it. And when I like it, then I'm not going to love you and I'm sure not going to give you any approval, which I can, I used to be that person uh, more than I am now. And, uh, you know, it's like if you mess up in one area, I couldn't give you approval in another area. And uh, that is just wrong. We need to put our expectation in God. He's, he's the 100% man and he's the only one. And there are some people in some situations that will never be perfect until heaven, and you just got to accept it. Pastor and I, you know, we have some relationships that aren't right. And we actually have some relationships that we've tried to reconcile, and they won't, and they don't want to, and whatever reason. And uh, uh, we just said, well, you know, you know, when we get to heaven, it'll be perfect. And there are some place, there are some things like that. Uh, we are sometimes we're demanding a hundred percent from others, or demanding a hundred percent job. I, you know, I want a good job, while we are, if we're truthful, are operating at about sixty percent. And you know, there's not anything more hypocritical that than that. It's also a setup for frustration, and disappointment. Turn, uh, Pastor, will you hand me the New Living Translation? I forgot to get it. Hallelujah. He's used to waiting on me. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.13. In the New Living. 
Pastor Wes gave me this scripture the other day, and I thought it was awesome. I had not seen it. I hadn't seen it in the New Living. Colossians 3.13 You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. But I like that first part. You must make allowance for each other's faults. And so I believe we can make 2017 great and uh, really get a lot of our prayers answered and some things we've been wanting from God if we will make allowance for other people's faults. Uh, <clears throat> so like I said, not suggesting uh, that we uh, settle for mediocre but that we put our expectation in God and we put our goals for perfection. And some of us, uh, if we were honest, and I ask you, are you a perfectionist? There's many of you in here that would have to raise your hand. And you might not be a perfectionist in every area, but you're a perfectionist in some areas. Hallelujah. You know, uh, that's one thing I noticed in our marriage, that there were certain things that pastor didn't, care a lick about he didn't care if it was messy but there were some things that had to be perfect and that's the way all of us are we have areas that we might be perfection and then some people are just uh perfectionists on steroids and and you know hard to live with perfectionists so um what we need to do is um uh put those goals for perfection and those goals for excellence, we need to put them in put them in a different area, move them over. And I'm going to suggest three things that we that we where we move our perfectionist desires and goals to. And I'm going to suggest that number eight be let the renewed mind be our goal. In other words, in the area of renewing our mind, let's don't settle for sixty percent. Well, my mind's about 60% renewed. Well, that'd be wrong to settle on that. Let's put our let's let's put that desire for perfection over there and let's press in 2017 to be more renewed uh in our mind. In Colossians again in verse 3. Keep reading in Colossians here. That's an excellent place to put your desire for perfection, taking it off of people and 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 being uh, being uh, making allowances for people's faults, but putting that 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 press that we have to to get everything just right, putting it over in this area. Uh, Colossians three sixteen says, "Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom." And then goes on to say teaching and admonishing one another and so forth. But let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let's get rich this year in the word of God. And Romans 12 too, of course, which you know that we not be conformed to this world, but we be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so if I'm 60% renewed and, uh, you know, you can get to a place and then you can lose ground but if i'm 60 percent renewed i want to go i want to go higher this year i may not can get to a probably can't i don't guess you ever could get to a hundred percent renewed till you get to heaven you're going to get a 
it, everything's going to get an adjustment there, but that we can certainly press on and be more renewed in the spirit of our mind. And then number uh, nine, go for 100% on your love walk. Instead of putting pressure on other people to be 100% people and and showing our disapproval, not loving them, not care, you know, acting horsey, as people in our family use that word, acting horsey to people because they, they are not meeting our expectations. Work on your love walk. Work on my love walk. And because I'm really the only one I can fix. I can't change anybody else. If people change when they want to change. Uh, I, but I can do, I can renew my mind. That just only involves me. And I can work on my love walk. Uh, so if I want to be a perfectionist, it needs to be in the area of love. Hallelujah. Uh, we ought to become an expert in the love languages. You ought, to under, you ought to know. You ought to figure out. Work at it. Try to discover it. Think about it. Meditate on it. What's that person's love language? I heard a guy say this recently. He was talking about his wife's birthday. And he said, you know, I tried the golden rule, applying the golden rule to my wife's birthday. And he said, that is a wrong application of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. He said, you can make you, you won't be, your wife won't be happy. He said, because I don't give a lick about birthdays. I don't care anything about them. And so do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And he said, that was a failure. And he said, I learned that my wife, she likes her birthday present not in a sack, which I pretty much agree with that, wrapped, wrapped. Uh, you know, pastors pulled, pastors pulled the no-wrap Christmas present before. Uh, his brother used to give us our presents in a paper sack, but he bought them on the way to the Christmas, you know. He stopped at Jibos. Jibos is like stopping at Tractor Supply and buying your Christmas. <laughs> That's the same thing as tractor supply. And he stopped at Jibos and bought our Christmas present. Oh, he stopped at the convenience store and bought Colin and Eric lottery tickets when they were little girl, little girls, <laughs> little boys. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. Anyway, uh, lottery tickets, yeah. Really, lottery tickets. And uh, he just did that to aggravate us, me and Michael. He knew it'd just get under our skin. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't want to take the kids' Christmas presents away. So, and we did, but we didn't want to go to Seminole and scratch and, and uh, <laughs> cash. And so I think we were coming home from Lubbock one day. So we stopped in Brownfield at the convenience store and scratched it all off. And what, they got $3 or something. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, but we were kind of sneaking around, scratching the lottery tickets. Uh, now we just go straight down there and buy them. And, no. <laughs> no, we don't. No. But if I see one laying on the sidewalk, I'm going to look at it and make sure. <laughs> I, I will tell you that for sure. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, uh, um, we, we, Anyway, so this guy, he's he's saying, my wife, she likes her presents wrapped. Well, Pastor, he kind of caught on to that after a while because I would he would buy a present at Belk or Parisian, and they wrap free, or or they used to. Now they don't wrap at all. But um, 
And so I would be like, why couldn't this be wrapped? You could have walked to, you know. But anyway, uh, so hallelujah. But anyway, and I get, you know, you ought to be just grateful to get something and all that. And I was mostly, but, you know. So so now he's he's gotten really good at wrapping. And uh, he doesn't even use the wrapping paper that I use. Because I guess he figures I'm tired of looking at it by the time I wrap all those presents. And so he goes somewhere and buys pretty wrapping paper and wraps all his presents himself. And now I'm working on just trying to get him to put a bow on them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so this man said, you know, my wife, she likes her presents wrapped. And she... Uh, he said, I learned this the hard way. She wants a cake, and he, she wants ice cream. And so he was going, it showed him going to uh, some grocery store, and he came out with cake and ice cream. And he said, now I learned the hard way. She wants candles on the cake. He said, one year I forgot the candles, because birthdays mean so much to her. They really mean a lot to her. And so my point is, we ought to try to discover the people we know, the people we're in relationship with, even sometimes those that we're not in a deep relationship with, but just to be a blessing. We ought to try to discover people's love languages, and, you know, we ought to act on that. Hallelujah. Instead of loving them like we want to be loved, what's your love language? Which we know there's five of them. And... uh and then another thing concerning this go for your 100% love walk is spread your love out. You know, there's enough love in our hearts, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So I say we have an unending supply that we can love more than our four and no more. We can, you just can't give it away and run out and not have enough for your kids, your family. And, um, you know, Michael's aunt, she was uh, not, she's not saved as far as I know. If she is, she don't act it. Let's just say that. <laughs> he had two aunts, uh, uh, Uncle Tom and Uncle Al's wives. And Eric says that Uncle Al's wife, Aunt Sue, has never spoke to him in his whole life. And we've had reunions and Christmas, and, and, and that's what he always said. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of the way it was. And Aunt Joanne, she's the one I was going to tell you about. We always had 4th of July, as long as Michael's grandparents, Granny and Bill, were alive. We went to the Grains County Park, 4th of July. They brought their camper, so we'd have a potty to use. And they would bring the barbecue. We brought all the stuff. We had big family billings reunion at the park and then the fireworks would go off well it you know somebody bring the paper plates and everything but aunt joanne brought these lunchroom trays and uh, and she held them she didn't just put them with the other plates for anybody to use she held them and before we after we prayed and before we served she went out and handed her kids and her part of the Billings family, their lunchroom tray for their meal. Uh, you know, we've got more love. You know, they're probably selling those for a dollar a piece somewhere. You know, she could have bought the whole Billings clan a, a lunchroom tray. But 
Hallelujah. Uh, uh, but anyway, there, we have more love than that as Christians. I know when my grandfather, that, and I, this, that Eric's heard this before, so he's not going to be wounded over it. But when, when I got pregnant with Eric, my grandfather just said, I don't know if I can love another baby like I love Colin. And we got on to him. I, we did. We said, Grand Grand, you can love you got the love of God in your heart. You can love. And, of course, he did love Eric and all that. But stingy. Being stingy with your love. And so let's don't be stingy with our love in 2017. Let's spread it out and go for the 100% love walk. And if I don't feel like I love somebody, then I can just be a conduit. I don't. You don't have to feel anything when all you are is a pipe. And that's what, you know, there's a lot of people you just got to be a pipe in order to love them because there is nothing in you that says I love you but you can be the pipe number 10 and this is the another thing that we can do something about is change our relationship with God get closer to God if my relationship factor with the Lord is 60% then I need to move up and I asked the Lord I said how do we do that how do we move up in our relationship with you? I bet you're like me, that there's been times you let it slip. And you just weren't spending the time just being close to Him, fellowshipping with the Lord. Just, you know, you might still be praying, you might still be reading the Word, but to having those times when you're soaking in His presence and spending time with Him, we let those things slip. And so if we're at 60% here at the beginning of 2017, let's put our perfectionist motives, motivations over on improving and going from a 60% in our relationship with God. Let's go higher. And I said, Lord, how do we do that? And he said, invest. That's all he said was invest. It doesn't really matter what you invest. If you sing or if you worship or if you... Uh, you know, raise your hands or just sit and listen. It really doesn't matter what you do. It's not a formula. It's not one thing. But just invest and your relationship with God will increase. And uh, you'll be blessed. You'll be happy. You'll enjoy it. So we can spend our whole life trying to change others, being frustrated, blaming ourselves, blaming someone else. But I just came to the conclusion that in two weeks I could move forward by focusing on number 8, 9, and 10, which was let, focusing on I can do something about renewing my mind. I can do something about my, uh, moving my love walk up. And I can do something about moving my relationship with God forward. Uh, one of the things the Holy Spirit spoke to me is that all of us, every one of us, and He spoke this to me, take charge. Quit being a, just going with the flow. My, uh, You know, I knew this was wrong when he was saying it, but uh, so you can't do anything about your kin, folks. You just got to go with the flow with them, I guess. But I would say, Daddy, how are you doing? He said, just taking them as they come. He always said, well, that's just an old saying. You know, just what a, that's just an old saying. Pa Michael said, Dad, how are you doing? He said, I'm fat, dumb, and ugly. Or what? Happy, fat, dumb, and happy. <laughs> no, he didn't say ugly. Fat, dumb, and happy. And we're just like, we just want to, you know. Uh, we don't have to be that way. 
we we shouldn't just be quesara, sarah, go with the flow. We got to take charge. Everything, everything, let's take charge. You know, it's going to be us. Hallelujah. And you know, when, when the Holy Ghost hits the detonator, listen, it's not going to be something, you know, it's, it's not going to be a litter. It's going to be something in one of us that, or that's what I assume, that goes off. Take charge. This is the year to take charge. That's what it is. Hallelujah. 2017, the year to take charge. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're going to go forward. I, I admit I got lazy about renewing my mind. Hallelujah. But I'm, I'm back on. I have been for a few days or several days since the first of the year. You can get distracted. You can get distracted by good things like the holidays, but get distracted by just how you feel, your problems, your the things you have to overcome. But hallelujah. When I'm when I'm focusing on the renewed mind, I just everything goes better in my life. Hallelujah. When I'm spending time in relationship with the Lord, everything flows better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2017 is, is, is big. Live in expectation. Live in expectation. There's something else I wanted to say, but it left. Hallelujah. The, is it, let's just pray for everybody tonight. Let's give, we hadn't done that this year. Kind of just been looking for the right time. I don't know if this is the right time, but we'll just do it anyway. So let's just pray for everybody. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm gonna ask y'all to get it started. Everybody on this side of the room. Everybody on this side of the room. Why don't you just go over here and get get? Y'all don't even have to stand up. They're just gonna come over to different and ones of you lay their hands on you and pray for you. Hallelujah.